Can you be humble and confident at the same time? Well, we're going to ask that question today, and my guest thinks that yes, you absolutely can, and it's the key to business success. Now, I'm talking with Lawrence Henderson, who is a coach and trainer who delivers social and culturally aware programs that shift the fabric of an organization. Now, Lawrence has an unquestionable desire to help bridge the gap for others in their understanding of identity and purpose, and he does that by speaking and connecting the dots from stage. Now, he gives people the tools to lead today and tomorrow, and you're going to get tons of fantastic advice and great insight in this interview. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Well-Paid Creative Podcast, where we discover how to run a profitable and satisfying creative business. I'm your host, Gabrielle Chipier, and I'm going to share with you what I've learned in my 17 years as a creative pro, building my own business from barely scraping by to thriving. From attracting quality clients to charging what you're worth and creating amazing work you love without the risk of burnout and overwhelm. But I don't know it all, so in this podcast, we're going to learn a lot together as I interview experts and reflect on my own experiences, both the good and the bad. Before we dive into the show, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, hop on over to wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. All right, let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back. I am so happy to bring you this new interview here with Lawrence Henderson. I'm excited to bring him on the podcast today. We've been chatting a little bit here and he's got lots of great stuff to give to you. So Lawrence, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm excited to share uh, with your audience uh, and just really dig into the topic today. Wonderful. Okay, so tell us a little bit about you, where you come from, your background. Yeah, yeah so I hail from the great state of Ohio. Um, but I am in Georgia by way of getting and transitioning out of the Army. So I was an active duty Army officer uh, for 12 and a half years and be six years this January 30th since I transitioned out. Um, and so I am into all things coaching and development, leadership training, uh, so much so put myself back in school and getting a PhD in organizational leadership, uh, being a student of the craft um, and, and how influence in, in people uh, influence the world and make it go round. So I'm excited to, to share a little bit of that and how I, I navigated there. Oh, wonderful. So being in the army, discipline is definitely not uh, something you're lacking in, I would imagine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty good at it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you might have some some practice at that. Mm -hmm. So when we were talking, uh, you had mentioned something about being a Mm -hmm. hot business leader and hot was an acronym. And I am so intrigued as to what that means. (laughs) So tell us a little bit more about this hot business leader idea. Yeah. So as you can imagine, uh, being in the military and, and of course, I'm, a, I'm also a preacher's kid. Um, values were were something that I was I came out the womb with, um, as most of us. <clears throat> and so hot standing for humble, open and transparent. Um, as I ventured into business and once transitioning from the army, I was like, man, not too many people are too honest about this trick of entrepreneurship of, of it's hard 
and and I was listening to a message one day uh, by a speaker and pastor that I follow, um, and he was talking about his church being a hot church. And I was like, and he said, hey, if that's when I first heard it, it's probably three years ago now. And I was like, hot. And I looked up and I love, you know, dictionary.com. And as he <laughs> spelled out humble, open and transparent, I was like, aha. I was like, that's a practice. And and I put it in an, into a framework for myself as a lived uh, kind of experience to be a hot leader and what that means to me. And so uh, I'm on the I'm on the verge of of always trying to have hot conversations um, with people. <laughs> and and uh, but it starts with me. I drink I drink my own Kool Aid first um, of what it really means to be humble and not lowly of self, but being confident enough to allow others in the space with me to be just as confident, right? And and hold space for that and not be intimidated by it, which can be something as entrepreneurs, we, we find ourselves, all right, who's who's the alpha in the room and mm-hmm. uh, whose pitch is better or whatever. It's like, no, I can hold space because my thing is my thing and the mold got broken with me. And so my thing is my thing and I'll allow your thing to be your thing, even if it's spelled the same we still do it differently because we're, we're individuals and unique. I love that. And you know what? I love that idea of uh, being able to be humble, actually coming from confidence rather than how we usually think of being humble as yeah. being, you know, thinking less of yourself. And, mm-hmm. and I love that little spin of that. Mm-hmm. So being open and transparent, I yeah. mean, I'm sure that's something that we probably both experienced and didn't experience yeah. in the army there. But how does that translate to being a business owner and running a business? Yeah. Um, so I actually, like you said, I caught friction early in life trying to practice being uh, open and transparent. Uh, but it was actually an early leader who uh, taught me, he was like, you know, bad news doesn't get better with time. And so if you don't come forward with truth, with um, the situation as it currently is with the facts, observed facts and different things like that, then you're doing a disservice to the mission and the success of the mission. And how I translated that to business, um, when I talk about doing that self-work and as an entrepreneur, I was my biggest hurdle. Um, And there's a book by Gino Wickman called uh, Traction, where there's a personal assessment at the beginning of that book where it really gives yourself like you have to score yourself of of your capacity to actually be either help or hindrance to your business and my score was a 36 out of 100 Mm -hmm. and when i really began to peel that back i hadn't been honest with myself i hadn't been open i hadn't been transparent with what i desired to do as a business owner there was just some things that i just absolutely hate Right. Like, and again, but early on, you don't have the money, you don't have the resources to hire people. And so it turned to be, I had to have an open and transparent conversation with how much actual time did I need to allocate in these different spaces so that I was honoring my business and not just letting them fall by the wayside or half doing them or doing the crazy multitask thing uh, and not really giving it it's just due, particularly around marketing and stuff you help your clients with. Um, And so I had to be open to getting that feedback um, from others. Again, I gave permission to (laughs) give me feedback about what they were saying, but also being transparent about 
what processes that I just didn't want to do um, within my business. And so that was that was a tough pill to continue to swallow um, until I, I had to up my game, up my capacity economically so I could actually divvy some of that work out. Yeah. And you know that that awareness piece is so big. Mm. You know, just being able to honestly say to yourself, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And adjusting your goals or maybe what you mm-hmm. want accordingly. Like I remember yeah. maybe about two, three years ago, I sat down. And of course, when you're in the online marketing space, you get bombarded with a lot of these messages about, you know, scale your agency, growth for growth sake. And it's just yeah. like big, big, bigger and better all the time. Mm-hmm. And I had to sit down and realize, is that what I really want? And it turns out, no, I don't. I could, yeah. I have no desire to be a millionaire. I have no desire to have all this fancy stuff. What I want is yeah. what I want. And it's totally different. And it's okay to have that, those mm-hmm. wants as my goals. And you you just hit something there, Gabrielle, where, <laughs> y'all, it's okay to make adjustments. That was the one of the biggest things early on because I was so goal-driven that and you talk about scaling like i mean me and scaling used to have fights because i used to be like ah I, there's some like i'm having this visceral reaction to trying to think bigger to grow more like what's my thing and and, and to make those adjustments and to honor myself right I, let me tell you something all you out there that are hustling and grinding i'm gonna fight you no are you working on the right work like that's to me that's scaling actually having a conversation with yourself to say, are you working on the stuff necessary to help grow your business to the extent that you, that makes you happy? Why'd you start it in the first place? And the last time I checked, I didn't start this thing full time to be up at all hours of the night and day and can't figure out and remember what I was up for. Like (laughs) that that doesn't sound (laughs) sexy at all. (laughs) Yeah. So you have to honor that adjustment. Yeah. Adjusting and pivoting. I mean, the one thing about pivoting I've always said is when you do a pivot, you're actually still moving forward, adjusting your direction. Right. I love it. Yeah. This has been an absolutely amazing interview and I don't want to take you away from it, but I just wanted to let you know that I have a brand new guide that I think you're going to get a lot from. It's called the three pivots for creating and selling profitable packages. And I know it's going to be right up your alley. So if that feels like something that you want to work on, go to wellpaidcreative.com pivot and grab your copy completely free today. I love this idea that we were talking about before, about being both humble and confident at the same time. And it's mm-hmm. still kind of thrown me for a little bit of a loop. <laughs> so yeah. how does that really show up in, because I know a lot of the times, you know, think we're like, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to market our yeah. business. We're going to do sales and those kind of mm-hmm. promotional activities. So how mm-hmm. do I walk that fine line of being humble, mm-hmm. but knowing I'm good at my stuff, but not seeming mm-hmm. like I'm bragging? Do you have any tips yeah. for us around that? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Uh, so it's going to sound crazy. So that's where the um, the modality and skill of coaching has aided me um, in my ability to to come off humble and to where confidence as curiosity and not arrogance. And really, as I'm engaging a client and it really is that needs assessment. And so I, I've made the needs assessment a real life way to have a conversation with someone as I'm trying to find out where, what are your pain points, right? We've heard that one as, as a, as a business owner, trying to find out somebody's pain points, Mm -hmm. what's frustrating them or different things like that. And 
as I begin to describe what I do for people, I inform what I say based off of what they said their need or their pain point was. And so I then in turn become the answer without saying I'm the answer, right? And, and I'll describe it in story form, right? So it sounds like this, um, yeah, wow, that's amazing that you're having uh, struggles interacting with you know conflict and different things like that. I was like, yeah, I, man, I just supported an, a client. Um, that very thing, they, their leaders and their managers were having issues. They weren't seeing eye to eye. And I just created this environment, almost a mediation, if you will, to where sat them both down. And I just really, for the first time, helped them hear each other, right? And, and defined what respect looks like for each other. And so that was a great exercise that I use with a client. And just go like and do simple things like that to where it sounds so totally different as a practitioner than a, you know, this one time at band camp, like it, it's <laughs> like, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. It's like, ah, you know, six figure gig. Uh, yeah. I just had his contract with a CEO and I was the executive coach and no, this is what I do. And, and I began to speak in doing and practicing as a, as an informed language for the people I interact with. And so there's a huge difference and I'm always listening for doers. That's why when, when I have conversations with, with any guests on, on my podcast, I'm only looking for practitioners not looking for anybody who read a chapter out of a book and now you want to go on a stage. Mm -hmm. It's not who I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody who's actually rolled their sleeves up. They put some coveralls on um, and, and they got their work boots on and, and they went for it and they're continuing to go for it every single day. And they got some sweat equity involved, right? They have some sweat in an investment. So that that's how I kind of do that exchange. Oh, I love that. So really just tying it back into your past experiences, right? Yes. Being able to say, Oh, I've done that before. Here's, it's sure. a story about how I did it. You know? <laughs> that's that's it. And uh, there's a there's a book I love in coaching called The, the Power of Story. Mm -hmm. And as entrepreneurs and as as solopreneurs, you need to get good at telling your story. You need to get good at telling people why what you do is your thing. Mm -hmm. and, and again, what informed it? What situation did you find yourself in where the reason why leadership's my thing? Because I had sucky ones. <laughs> but what I didn't know was the effects of having that many bad leaders over that many years, what toll that took on me. And now I had some baggage. And so as a practitioner, I'm also coaching myself. I'm also, I have a coach. I think coaches should have coaches um, because it's, to me, it's all about upskilling. And as solopreneurs, what's the community look like? And are you sharpening the saw um, as you seek to be somebody's uh, answer? But are you getting answers for yourself and supporting your own self-care? Absolutely. I mean, I've always been a firm believer in having two types of people around you. Ones that are at least a couple steps ahead of you and ones that are a couple steps behind you. Because you can yeah. relearn yourself by teaching the ones who are behind you and you can learn from the ones ahead of you. Love that. Ah, oh, love that. <laughs> you know, it's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny how our own experiences shapes. And you talked about telling stories. And a lot of us get kind of hot up, caught up in, well, my story is not really that interesting. You know, I went to design yeah. school and I graduated and now I do design work, right? But there's so mm -hmm. many different other stories we can tell. We can tell the stories sure. from our clients. We can tell the stories from our projects. We can tell the stories from our pets, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and it's and, and, and how I use the power of story um, 
to help me remind me, right? And you talked about having two types of people, you know, a couple steps behind and a couple steps in front. I believe what you've gone through is your resume, right? You talk, it's it's your past performance and it's your thing. It it's what makes you unique. It's what makes you potentially the answer to my issue. And if I don't know that story, if I don't know the one about your pet and you don't know that I have a pet going through that same thing, then business is all about no like and trust. And if you don't share or you don't put yourself in position to share, I don't even know if I want to know, like, and trust you. And, and again, this is a communal thing, even in business. We're asking people to pay money. They buy you before they buy from you. And, and that's, that's just been the approach I've taken. So I kind of let it out there a little bit with, with the openness and transparency. I was like, going hey, to say, that's where me. that openness and transparency that's where it comes, from. It comes in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you have to not be scared of letting yourself mm-hmm. into that equation because people buy from people. They don't really buy from a faceless corporation most of the time, unless it's something they absolutely need and they don't care. <laughs> exactly, right? That's what you go to Walmart for. <laughs> so <laughs> what other ways does it look like to be mm-hmm. fully transparent as a business yeah. owner? Yeah, um, and, and, and to be clear, right, there's... Um, you're not throwing everything, you're not doing throwing baby out with the bathwater kind of mm-hmm. thing when it comes to transparency, right? You're you're scaling. Um, and and you're you're using what makes sense based on the scenario and the situation that you're you're communicating in. Um, and a useful way of, of business transparency is um it's in interviewing uh, my previous corporate job and being in HR, uh, there was that uh the star method, situation task, act, action result. Okay, say that again. But, Situation, task, action, and result. Okay. And so storytelling, there's always these elements. And so as a business owner, when you're being transparent, what was the situation? What was the task or what the thing you were performing? What were the actions you were engaging in? And what were the results? The transparency comes with the good and the bad results. Mm-hmm. And so the story and transparency comes in you being okay with revealing the good and the bad, the scars, right? That's what people connect with. They can, they connect with other humans. And if you seem like you're all buttoned up, then you'll begin to people have these kind of biases that'll be created um, about your value and your worth, or if they can afford you, or you'll start making them make all these little crazy decisions. But I do it in such a way that to help you understand without me saying it out of my mouth, that I get it. I get it. I, there are going to be nuances, but here's the one thing I'm going to do. Because of my values, I'm going to respect where you are. And it's going to be my job to help you discover what working with me looks like so that it, it feels right for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'm also going to honor you in another way with integrity. I'm going to tell you to your face, like, I'm not it. You know what? You need to reach out to Gabrielle. She's better. <laughs> what you're asking me for, I'm okay. Goes back to humility. Mm-hmm. I know the perfect person for you. And that's where community comes in. And it only can happen when we stop pressing in a lot of areas. When I was pressing and I was trying to say everybody was my client and all the rest of these things, I was pressing. I was trying to hold on to too much and I was burning myself out. And so nothing made sense. But now, my clients are my clients for a reason, but 
I have a community of people who I allow to support me and I have them in a Rolodex. It's like, you know what? That sounds exactly like this person, this person, and this person. I'll give you their, I'll give you their information so I can get out the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And knowing when you're a good fit and when you're not, that's key. Oh yeah. Uh, I love this. This has been a great conversation. <laughs> I don't know if I can say love anymore in an, in an interview here, but uh, so where can people find you online, Lawrence? Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're on LinkedIn, I would I love, love, love connections on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me there, my full government name, Lawrence E. Henderson Jr. Uh, on LinkedIn, but across uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, it is at Boss Lab, B-O-S-S-L-L-A-B. Or if you just want to reach out to me directly to my email, it's my first name, Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, at bossconsultingllc.net. Wonderful. Okay, so last questions, and I'd like to ask everybody yes. who comes on the right. podcast this. Do you have an activity or hobby that you like doing in your spare time or just for yourself? Mm-hmm. Yes. So this one's a new one. Um, so this is hot off the presses. So a couple coach buddies of mine, I'm in a cohort around uh, positive intelligence. And one of the things around positive intelligence are uh, creating this space, particularly around what they call PQ, PQ reps or positive quotes, quotation reps. And all it is, is taking a couple minutes, sitting still, getting centered, before you go into meetings, right? That's the approach I'm taking with these PQ reps. And what it does is clears my mind of anything that I've had going on up until that meeting. And I've been using them as meeting preppers um, for the past week now. Um, And it's been amazing going into a meeting clear and free of whatever previous meeting you were in. Um, And so that is a super new one, hot off the presses doing PQ reps. Um, So if anybody is desiring as particularly as solopreneurs and business owners, before you go in from client meeting to client meeting, do yourself a favor, shed yourself, your mind of that previous meeting, however it went. So you could be clear for the next thing. And so that's, that's what I've been doing. Oh, I love it. That sounds like I do a, a grounding exercise kind of similar yeah. to that and it just yep. washes it all away. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Love that. Oh, well, this has been such a fantastic conversation, Lawrence. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, we are going to put all of the links to Lawrence's profiles and website down below so you can go check him out, give him a follow. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. And let me know how else I can support the community um, and any activities y'all have going on. Please, please, please tag me so I can share. Sounds great. All right. Well, look for Lawrence in the Well-Paid Creative Facebook community too. He might be in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Well-Paid Creative. All the discussions we have around these episodes mean a lot to me. And I love how much I learn from the creatives who listen in. Before we head out, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, visit wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. Join me for the next episode as we continue discussing how you can grow and love a profitable creative business. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone you think would benefit. Thanks so much. See you soon.